Welcome to the Gen Divide Podcast. I'm Grace. And I'm Scott. Today for this episode, we're trying something new. We teased it on our Facebook and Instagram, which is at Gen Divide Podcast. By the way, go follow it. So this is going to be a a new type of episode that will be recurring. We're calling it Cage Match, where we will debate over which is better, something from when my dad was about my age or something from today. So for our first cage match, we have chosen to debate over Blockbuster or the modern Netflix. Uh, uh. Yeah. So this this will be <laughs> fun. Cage match. First yeah. of all, have you ever watched a real cage match, Grace? No. No? Like, like the fighting? Yeah, the fighting. So that was a big thing when I was a little kid. Uh, we would get up on like Saturday mornings and watch WWF wrestling. Mm-hmm. And it was like Hulk Hogan, guys like that. And uh, every once in a while at the big events, like at WrestleMania, they would have cage matches to where a cage would drop down over the ring and they would just fight in the cage. To the death? Because whenever Uh, you talk about it, you always say to the death, only one comes out. Today's cage match will be to the death, but I think it's usually in WWF 1986 they just fought until one of them was, you know, unconscious or whatever, oh, or okay. until Hulk Hogan said, it's over. I <laughs> okay, win. I win. So this is going to be a fun one. Blockbuster versus Netflix. And there's some Look overlap there, Grace. There's some good overlap in time, yeah, that I experienced. And you you were alive, I think, when there was a little bit of an overlap. You were yeah. definitely alive. You can remember mm-hmm. a Blockbuster video, right? I remember the one that was in Decatur, and I think yeah. the only time I ever saw it was when the closing banners were on it. Yeah. So here's how I think we, we, we're going to do this, right? Is It's going to go old school opening statements. That would be Blockbuster. Okay. That would be me. To new school opening statements. Yay. That would be you, and that would be Netflix. And then we'll both get a rebuttal in that same order with me going first. And okay. then we'll both get closing remarks... But the one kicker in that is, and this is how it really works in a law of order, Grace, is that it goes closing statement me, closing statement you, final closing statement me. Okay. Okay, so that way it kind of gives me an opportunity to rebut... And it's pretty and much over I at the very end. You don't get a closing <laughs> statement. I don't get a second. After that's over, rebut. I'm pretty sure that's exactly how it works. Okay. In a real yeah, law of I've order. Heard, yeah, that sounds right. Okay. So uh, if we're ready for this, we can go ahead and get started. I would suggest okay. we not fight to the death, though, if that's okay. Okay. At the end of the night, well, I mean, one we're of, both right. One Mostly of the, me, no, a little you. No, one of these is already dead going into the cage. So I wouldn't be so yeah. cocky over there. I kind of felt like I was, I was uh, you know... Ending my own battle here by the post I put out on the Facebook page was a picture of the front of a Blockbuster store that Mm -hmm. looked much like the Blockbuster store I was very familiar with Mm -hmm. and uh, with a big banner, like a 20 foot long banner going across (laughs) the front that said closing. (laughs) That did not bode well for my argument whatsoever. No, didn't. But I think we're going to find that with uh, a lot of these cage matches we have. Things change over time. Technology uh, evolves things forward. It's usually Mm -hmm. technology. Sometimes it could be something different. But um, 
nonetheless, that doesn't mean always that the old way of doing things was worse. And that's going to be my job on today's podcast is to convince you as well as the millions of listeners out there. Millions. That blockbuster video, the experience of blockbuster video, and that is kind of like the umbrella for the video store, we're going to say, was a far superior experience to Netflix. That's what I'm hoping to do today. So, Grace, let me ask you to close your eyes and just imagine this, okay? okay? It's Friday night. We've had a long week of work and school or practices and all that stuff, and uh, your dad gets home from work, and he says, Hey, guys, we're going to uh, get some dinner, load up. We're going to go to Long John Silver's. We'll get some fish platters for everybody, <laughs> some nice hush puppies, maybe oh. some French fries, okay. and uh, we can all get Doesn't extra servings good. of tartar sauce if that's what we want. <laughs> um, and then we're going to go rent a movie because it's movie night. <laughs> Grace, it's mm-hmm. movie night, so we're like gonna go at the rent a Red movie. Box? Yeah, no, not like at the Red Box. Again, <laughs> uh, a better uh, experience. So we go, we eat our wonderful fish fillets and our hush puppies and whatever else uh, magical deep fried treats we mm-hmm. can find. At Mad- Maddie didn't eat any of yes, it. Yes, <laughs> at Long John Silver's. No, she probably would have ate the hush puppies. Okay, they were like buttery little bread nuggets. They were pretty mm. good. Uh, so. Uh, anyways, we go to Long John Silver's, we all load up in the station wagon from there, and we head over to Blockbuster Video. It's a beacon of blue and yellow logo signage all over, bright mm-hmm. lights. The parking lot is nice and dark, so we could possibly be mugged before or after, but the lights <laughs> coming from the window... Are are so are just bright. magical, Welcoming. magical. Like we know we're going to go in there and we're going to find something that will forever change, not only tonight, but possibly okay. our entire weekend, if not our lives. Okay. So we park the station wagon, we get out, we go inside, and we immediately split up. All five of us go in different directions. I immediately go look for the Field of Dreams on VHS. (laughs) Uh, Mom goes and looks for the latest rom-com. You go and look for whatever version of High School Musical we might be on. Dylan and Maddie just kind of run around looking for candy to eat because there's tons of candy in the store, <laughs> Grace. We all walk around and uh, we make our selections and we look at all the different... Every, there's boxes all over the walls and there's wow. rows of little boxes that have this wonderful artwork on the cover uh, that is the movie artwork. And we can look at that artwork and get a sense for how we should feel from that that movie, whether it, it might be... Uh, something dramatic uh, like Armageddon where you've got like Ben Affleck uh, in the foreground and and some sort of, um, you know, freaking rocket in the background. I can't even (laughs) remember. Uh, Or if it's something funny like Adam Sandler swinging the golf club. Uh, Whatever the case might be, everyone finds what they want. We all congregate somewhere towards the middle of the store. We might argue for a moment on which movies we're going to get, but in the end, your wonderful father, Grace, says, hey. Let's get all of them. Let's get all of them. Everybody get one because we get them for two days. And some Mm -hmm. of them we might even get for five. 
Like if Maddie right. picks some like really like, you know, B-side uh, cartoon <laughs> uh, movie that came out five years ago, they're going to say, hey, keep that for five days, you know, whatever. Because nice. the longer you keep it, the longer it gives you to forget that you have to return it. But we'll get to that yeah. later. Um, but nonetheless, we uh, all go up. We As we're checking out, there's uh, aisles of Twizzlers and gummy bears and Coca-Cola and maybe even a blue Powerade, just like you like. Uh, maybe some chocolate bars, always popcorn, Grace, always popcorn. We rent our movies. We go home. We watch them together one at a time as a family over the course of the next two days because that's what you had to do. There was no just pausing, rewinding. You had to put the tape into the machine, Grace, and experience <laughs> it all together. Okay. Uh, and if you wanted to rewind, you hit the rewind button, and then you just kind of hope that you stopped it at the right point. Uh, or if you were really high dollar, you might have had one of those VCRs that showed you the rewinding process. Mm -hmm. uh, but nonetheless, uh, we all go home in the station wagon, everyone happy. Maddie just guzzling Coca-Cola and eating, <laughs> eating gummy bears. Oh, uh, you hoarding your Twizzlers. Um, mom with a bag of peanut M&Ms that she may never open. But mm -hmm. nonetheless, we all have what we want for the night, and it's a magical experience. And I see the judge looking at me now, and my closing or my opening statement is done. Okay, that means it's my turn. So I'm going to start by saying, okay, Netflix is a streaming service, as you guys all know. And as of right now, they hold nearly 14,000 titles, including their own original content that you cannot find anywhere else. With a subscription system that only costs about either 9 to $16 per month. And, um, oh, there was a math, some math done or somewhere on Netflix, they said that the average user or person paying for an account spends 71 minutes watching per day. And that's about 35 and a half hours per month. So on average, most users would be watching almost three hours of content per dollar they are spending. So it's very cost efficient. Um, also, the convenience, it's super easy. You can do it all from your couch with a remote. You can go into the comp the application, knowing what you're searching for, or you can browse a bit and know that you will find something that interests you because they have nearly 14,000 titles. And they, they'll they put, like, what's trending at the forefront for you and give you little, like, previews of the movie or show so you'll know exactly kind of what you're getting into. Um, speaking of the or the original content that you can't find anywhere else, Stranger Things a show that everyone can agree is very well produced, very popular. And one of my favorites, Fuller House, where they took all the lovable characters from the show Fool House and made a new generation of it. And it has all the, all the lovable cheesiness you could want. Stranger Things is more, like, scary. You could also go for, um, what was that show, Black Mirror? Which is very, that was a very interesting show. Yeah. I feel like I need to watch more of that. It was so good. And then, okay, there's also lots of cool features on Netflix. Like, you can download things, so you can watch them even when you're not on the internet. I did that for when we were going on our trip, so I could have them on my phone and watch it even when we were 
in the middle of nowhere in the car. <laughs> <laughs> and you can add things to your list. That way it will always be at the top and you'll remember if you wanted to watch something. So for the end of my statement, I'm going to say that Netflix is great because it's super cost efficient and it's super convenient. That's the end. Okay. All right. So now my my opportunity here to rebut all of your statements as well as mix in mix in any uh, other things. Now, I also wanted to mention real quick that during the closing arguments, uh, maybe that will be a good opportunity to also go to our social media where we had at least three, maybe four comments that we will share as well uh, and let the audience chime in on the experience. Mm -hmm. Um, So in my rebuttal, Grace, what I would say is, uh, 14 billion titles or whatever you said is absolute overkill. And no one really cares about that. Um, it is overkill to the sense of every time we get on Netflix as a family, instead of watching a movie, we tend to stroll through the overloaded library that is Netflix constantly searching uh, for something that we can all agree upon because we're going to do it right then in that moment instead of getting to all get our own very own f- fresh VHS cassette that we can bring home and <laughs> hug for the whole weekend. Um, the other thing that you brought up that I, you know, I think could be viewed from uh, your side as a positive is the trending. And based on mm-hmm. what you've watched, this is what we think you would like. And to that, I would say... <laughs> I don't really like it at all uh, because it takes away the excitement. All right. So I compare that if you were to walk into Blockbuster and they were to say, hey, you watched these five movies, so you should watch this next. Don't go any further. No. What I want to do for that experience with Blockbuster Video or any video store for that matter is walk through the aisles, peruse through while uh, any uh, number of People are uh, wiggling around me trying to grab the movie before I can get to it um, or whatever the case might be. It's almost like the thrill of the hunt in going in there and finding the VHS. And believe it or not, there's even a little bit of a um, it keeps you coming back uh, for it because sometimes you get to the movie you want might be some new release where they've got like 30 copies of it. But guess what? They're all gone. So you don't Uh, get to watch that movie when you want to. Darn it. Which can seem like an inconvenience. And I will say that my opposition sitting at the table with me here tonight may say very well that that is a major inconvenience. Mm -hmm. But at the very least, it is just keeping you coming back for more. Because when you come back next weekend, guess what? What? It could be there. Or maybe it's not. And you have to watch Armageddon for the fifth time. Um, so <laughs> lots so of different options. Uh, again, I would say the trending takes away from the, uh, excitement of it. The expansive library that Netflix offers is overkill. And the last thing I would say, Grace, and this came up in a couple other podcasts is that the experience is gone. The experience of the five of us riding in a sweet wood paneled station wagon from long John Silver's to blockbuster video to rent movies and look at the boxes and stand in line and buy Twizzlers and go through that process is gone. And that had some social experience, not only from 
if you went with your family or if you just went with a friend or whatever the case might be, but even had the social experience of the customer service you got from the employees, which I should go ahead and say for full disclosure, I was one of those employees <laughs> for about two years, um, and uh, as well as just the random person. When both of you see, um, you know, Contact starring Jodie Foster sitting on the shelf and there's only one copy left and you both die for it at the same oh exact gosh. moment. And, uh, you know, one of you is going to get the other's not. You're going to establish dominance and that's going to carry over into the community and boost egos and tear down, okay. tear down personalities and whatnot. So uh, my three points in my rebuttal is trending takes away from the uh, fun of the hunt. Uh, the expansive library is overkill and just the fact that you're sitting on your couch in your pajamas, thumbing through it with your remote, looking at all the different options takes away from the social experience of going to blockbuster video. My rebuttal rests. Okay. Um, I will say the experience, it is different, not getting in your car and going, but it's it kind of gives you room to make it your own experience where in your opening you mentioned we would go to Long John Silver's and then go pick up a movie. Well, now we could like order some food in or just make something and be eating it while we watch whatever we just picked out. And what we just picked out I don't know if Blockbuster, if you guys, like, cleaned your tapes, but you're not going to get sick from your remote. We didn't have coronavirus. Well, you could still get sick. Sorry, that was out of order. If there was a judge, he would have said, sit down, you're out of order. (laughs) Sit down, you're out. (laughs) Okay. Um, Let's see. I will remind you that Netflix did start as a rental service through the mail when it was created and. 97, I believe I looked that up. But as the saying goes, I can't remember if this is from like scientists or business people saying it, but you must adapt or die. And I think that's a big difference between Netflix and Blockbuster. Netflix did adapt, and we can see that they clearly are thriving now. They, they are continuing to adapt to what their people want and need so they are able to keep being successful. And Blockbuster died. Oh. Gosh, hmm. and a little Darn part of my it. soul died with it. Oh, that's sad. <laughs> <laughs> Out of order. <laughs> <laughs> um, let me think. I think that's probably about all. Oh, the social experience that mm. you mentioned yes. when you're diving to get a the last move. copy of Jodie Foster's Contact. <laughs> yes. Yeah. <laughs> um. Well, that sounds like a very risky and dangerous game to be playing. And I'll say with Netflix, this isn't like a part of Netflix, but uh, they have a bunch of social medias and they post things on there and you can kind of socialize and talk to other fans of the show you're watching on there. So it's like, and they can be from anywhere in the world, not just your next door neighbor who's going to be super mad that you got the last copy of, of Jodie Foster's contact. Jodie Foster's <laughs> contact. <laughs> um, I think Matthew yeah. McConaughey may have been in it too. I don't know. It's hard to tell these days. Okay. 
Uh, I guess that'll be the end of my rebuttal. Ooh, good rebuttal, Grace. Good rebuttal. And the courtroom all goes wild for Grace's rebuttal. But what I think we should do prior to going into... Whoa, sorry. I was trying to swipe mm. a mosquito away from my face and Yikes. accidentally hit the mic. But before we go into our closing remarks, Grace, which again, we'll go closing for me, closing for you, final closing for me. Okay. okay. Um, before seem... we get into that, I thought it'd be a good opportunity for story time. Okay. okay. And we may have some for Netflix, but this is probably going to be more me sharing stories with you in the audience on Blockbuster. If you have any with Netflix or if I do too, we can go into that. But a few things, and this is kind of also going to answer a few things you had to do there. So as I said, I worked at Blockbuster Video for two, around two years. Mm -hmm. As far as the cleaning, uh, I can attest as a former Blockbuster Video employee, we never cleaned. Oh. Ever. I, I've, I don't think... I've ever been in a Blockbuster, yeah. but I feel like they had that carpet yeah. that's in parts of Target, you yeah, know? Like, it, it was everywhere. It's like that short, kind of tight yeah. weave carpet. It was. It was all you throughout, like except for was... maybe right at the checkout, there was tile. So, the uh, never cleaned, mm. and that's probably part on Ugh. me. We were probably supposed to clean. Oh, my god! It's probably part on me and part <laughs> on the movie genius, Derek. Uh, who joined us a couple episodes ago when we reviewed Do the Right Thing. But um, it's on both of us for that. We should have been cleaning. Like I said, it was on the checklist, mm -hmm. but I don't think we ever did it. And you talk about each of the movies. We definitely, I don't think that was even on the checklist. Like if a blockbuster video existed in the uh, current environment with the coronavirus and everything else, I'm pretty sure every movie would be completely Lysoled. Uh, and we'd probably yeah. also be upset that we're still dealing with VHS. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so there's point. a little bit on the cleaning. Um, the risky, dangerous part of diving for a movie against yes. your neighbor, as you said, or maybe just a complete stranger, who knows, um, very much was real, very much existed. Wow. And I, so I, I experienced it more as an employee and never really as a customer. And as mm -hmm. you know, I'm not a very confrontational person. I'm never going to yeah. fight somebody for Jodie Foster's contact or mm -hmm. Armageddon starring Ben Affleck. Yeah, super um, socially uncomfortable. And Bruce Willis. Uh, yeah, it, yeah <laughs> I'm not going to do that. That's just not my style. Yeah. But I witnessed it a lot of times, right? And I want to tell you a quick story of, of a time where it went over the top, kind of. And there was a customer that had come in. So we closed at midnight. Customer came in probably at like 9.30 or 10. And guess what he wanted to rent? What? Contact. Uh, <laughs> That's the only reason I even it. know about that movie. I don't think, you know, <laughs> I'm not the movie genius. Uh, I remember uh -huh. it being on the new release wall. I can picture the cover art as I can with several movies because I worked there. And, uh, but nonetheless, back to the story, he came in, he wanted to rent contact. If I remember correctly, it was, uh, say a 20 mid twenties year old guy and girl. Mm -hmm. Uh, I was working with another employee, uh, at the time who went on to become my wife and your mother. We were working wow. together and this guy, if I remember correctly, kind of went to her first and said, Hey, there's no contact back there. Man, 
And mm-hmm. Amy checked and said, uh, because when people would walk in, they would return the video through a little drop box. Yeah. So uh, I believe your mom went and checked the box and said, oh, there's none in here either. And in our computer system, you could even check how many were due back that day. So you could give them a sliver of hope by saying, hey, there are four more due back today. Yeah. But we also close in two and a half hours. So do you really mm-hmm. want to sit here that long for <laughs> Jody Foster? Um, and nonetheless, uh, he went out in the parking lot, sat there for a while, came in, I believe a couple more times to check. It never came in. He came mm-hmm. in like at one minute till midnight and was highly upset that oh. contact had not been returned by those four people and that we still didn't have one is unbelievable mm-hmm. to me. I've still never watched this movie because of this <laughs> incident. And he, he, I don't know how irate he got, but he definitely got upset. Wow. Said some choice words to us. So um, how often did people, like, what was the fine like if you didn't turn it in? Uh, it was probably, it was something like three bucks a day or two bucks a oh, day. Okay. Uh, and that happened all the time. It's we'll get into late fees. Six or fees. nine hours of Netflix. Yes, exactly. <laughs> we'll get into uh, late fees here in just a minute. But anyway, so we leave work. Uh, we, uh, we, from there, the two of us both had to go to Walmart to get something. So I believe we rode together to Walmart and lo and behold, this guy was in the parking lot at Walmart, which was probably a good mile away, something like that. Yeah. And then he proceeded to like yell at us in the parking lot of Walmart, one mile away from Blockbuster, 45 (laughs) minutes after we closed, probably, you know, we closed at midnight. This was probably 1245 a.m., something like that, that he he thought we were lying. He thought we had copies and we were just, you know, and you wanted them. You wanted to watch them or that we were just screwing with him. Like, yeah, we're not going to let this guy have it. You know what I mean? (laughs) And he was not happy. Um, and there were several other experiences. I would honestly feel that way a little bit, like in my head, just a little bit like. I never felt that way. If the movie wasn't there, I just moved on. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I probably wouldn't stay. So no. And I worked there. So I just cheated and I just took it, you know, if I wanted it, you know what I mean? Before anyone got the chance to rent it. But that was kind of just a little glimpse of the, what you called risky, dangerous two people (laughs) diving. That wasn't the exact scenario. But several times there would be people that would come up there to the front and seriously, Grace, it was almost like they were children speaking to their parents. They would say, I really wanted that last copy of Armageddon just to keep the theme consistent. Okay. And that guy got it. Mm-hmm. Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. It'd be like, well, sir, I'm really sorry, but, you know, we've got a limited number of tapes. Mm-hmm. And I imagine first that come, probably first happened a lot. It did. It was, it was a great job in terms of learning about customer service because yeah. everyone was upset if they didn't <laughs> get their way. And then the other thing, all right, so let's go back to this. Movies, like let's say it's a two-day rental. You check it out on Friday. It's due back on Sunday. You don't, check it, you don't get it back to us on Sunday. It starts accruing late fees. And I want to say mm-hmm. it was something like $1.50 or $2 a day, maybe even 3 But let's say then it goes three or four days. And they return it, right? And let's say it's two bucks a day, four days. Let's say $8. So they just return it through the Dropbox. Mm -hmm. And they don't check anything out. So now two things happen. We check it in. Our computer system would say they have a late fee. 
And then they would show up on a report that next day. And every day we would have to print like this 30 page report. (laughs) And everyone on there, it would have their name and their phone number and the movie and how much they owed. And we would have to call those people every day. Wow. Mr. Smith, uh, I was just calling to remind you that uh, your copy of, um, you know, Happy Gilmore was checked out too long and you were four days late and you owe us $8. So they could just kind of, like if they never wanted a movie again, they could just not. They win. Yeah, if that's the case. But that was the the best case in my mind because it was something Mm -hmm. like once you'd called them five, six times, they disappeared from the report. Uh, another admission as a lazy blockbuster video employee is oh, no. I rarely re- really called those people. I would just kind of put a note on there that I no answer. Or <laughs> oh my god! Lazy slash non confrontational blockbuster. That's probably employee. why blockbuster closed. Probably. probably. <laughs> you didn't call these it's people. It's probably all my fault. I apologize, Mister Blockbuster. Um, all right. So, (laughs) all right. Now that's the best case. Like I said, that they just don't show up again. The worst case is they show up, they go pick out their copy of Armageddon and they come Mm -hmm. up to the front and they were four days late on happy Gilmore two months ago. So they come up, you would say, can I have your card, please? They'd give you a blockbuster card. It looked like a credit card, but cheaper. Mm -hmm. And, uh, they'd hand it to you, had a barcode, you'd scan it. And you'd say, good evening, um, Mr. Davis. You um, uh, Looks like you had Happy Gilmore out a few days longer than what you had rented it for. There is an $8 late fee on your account. How do you think Mr. Davis is going to respond in that case? Um, maybe like make up an excuse or yeah. just be upset that you would say that? Most, yeah. <laughs> Most people had two lines of defense. One... Uh, they would deny it. That's not right. I I brought that that day, and I turned it in the day it was due. That's not right. Your system's wrong, right? Oh, yes. Gosh. Or two, they would just get angry at that point. Mm-hmm. Now, again, lazy, non-confrontational blockbuster employee Scott <laughs> generally did one of two things. One, okay. if it was a small fee... I would immediately just say, uh, Mr. Davis, it looks like you got a dollar fifty late fee on here, but I'll tell you what, just for a uh, thank you for being here with us tonight, I'm going to go ahead and just remove that from your account. Okay. Again, led to the closing probably. Yeah. Or two, your fault. If, I, if it was big and I'm like, man, I can't just let this guy write off a $40 late fee or something like mm-hmm. that. Um I would mention it to them, do the normal little spiel when they either got aggressive or said I was a liar, that they checked it in and I must have not just scanned it right or something like that. Um, I would pretty much just immediately call whoever the manager on duty was. So for like the first year, I was just a normal employee. I wasn't a manager yet. And I would have them come over and I'd say, yeah, we just need to take this one off. This is not worth getting into an argument with this guy. That would annoy me so much if I worked there. And you just had to let them go yeah. without paying their fee. Exactly. Now, sometimes, I mean, the rare occasion, they would just say, okay, just add it on there. And give me a box of Twizzlers <laughs> and a case of Cokes or whatever, you yeah. know. Sometimes it would go that route, but I think the majority of the time, 
they argued or they lied. Um, mm-hmm. And they, you know, and, and whatever. I mean, that's just kind of the way it was uh, with late fees. The other thing, for a little while, there was a fee, Grace, because it's a cassette tape. Can you Have you ever mm-hmm. seen a VHS tape? You have, right? I think so. Okay. Yeah. Is Man. that like what Nanny has yes. in her house? <laughs> yes. yes, it is. We should have her, what, her on this <laughs> podcast with us. What Kaylee made me watch the Lizzie McGuire movie yes. on. Yes. Did she yeah. own all those on VHS? I, I don't know so, who Lizzie McGuire is, but oh. it's um, like an old Disney movie. Anyways, the that they, they would get a fine if they didn't rewind the tape. Oh, so as an employee, they all drop them in this box. My job was pull them out of the box, check them in, and then I had to check to see if they were rewound. And if they weren't, you when I first started there. If they weren't rewound, you could, you know, hit a button on their account that would charge them 75 cents for rewinding their tape. <laughs> and we had like a row of rewinding machines across uh-huh. the back counter. They weren't even VCRs. They were just rewinding machines. You just put it in there, hit a button, and it rewound it really fast to the beginning. Then you could put okay. it up and take it back out and put it on the That's shelf. nice. I wish that you would have the opportunity to experience Blockbuster a little bit more uh, so you could see... Um, how great it was. Yeah. We'll talk a little bit more. I have a few little notes to share just as far as my experience working there. Or we may even just save that for a, another episode uh, when we talk about working as teenagers. Oh, oh wait. Wait. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. The last little nugget that I wanted to have on based on what you said, uh, and then I'll give my closing remarks, was the adapt or die. Mm-hmm. And that's very much the truth, Grace. Blockbuster did try to adapt. They went from a uh, location where you had to go and rent the movies, much like I described in my opening remarks. Yes. And they also started doing the mail, the DVDs to you, yeah. right, to combat mm-hmm. Netflix. Okay. But then when Netflix went online and started streaming, that's when it was it game was over. over for Blockbuster. I think Blockbuster already was in a huge financial crisis because of trying to transition from having all of these physical properties, real estate properties that they were having to pay for. And now we're having to mail them and no one's coming into those properties, but we're still having to try mm-hmm. and staff them with employees yeah. and pay the utility bill. I'm I mean, so, I'm sorry. I was so harsh, Mr. Blockbuster. Well, it's a tough transition to make to go from yeah. thousands of retail locations to strictly battling online via streaming. Yes. Uh, and they just couldn't do it. And they didn't have, you know, the, I always thought like nostalgia could have kept some video, uh, uh, stores alive Mm -hmm. just because of much like the experience I described in my opening remarks, but no one really mastered that every once in a while you'll drive through a small town, they'll have a video store. And I kind of think, man, that's really cool. I, yeah. I kind of wish there was a little video store in Bridgeport. That would be cool. Even though I don't we know what we... One. Yeah, we should. I guess we have something that would play DVDs, right? PlayStation will or something. Yeah. But that's the other thing. No one owns VCRs. Yeah. Several people don't own DVD players I anymore. didn't realize that when I said that. Yes. So that's... But that I tell Oh, one last little thing. At, yes. at uh, Blockbuster, people could come in and not only rent the movies... But they could rent the VCR player, too. So they would come up, and they'd have like a stack of eight movies, and they'd rent that, and they'd rent a VCR. The VCR would be like 30 bucks for three days or something like that. They'd take it home. 
they would mistreat it. They would jam bananas in it. They oh. would break a button or two. <laughs> they'd lose a cord and they would return it. We'd put fines on their account. They'd never show up again or oh. whatever. Just a complete, Dang. you know, I mean, the rental business is a tough one. But all mm-hmm. right. So closing remarks. And I gave some of them there. And uh, as I said at the beginning, technology is constantly going to going to evolve us into more efficient and more comfortable uh, situations. And that's what Netflix is. Uh, it's for the money. Uh, Blockbuster can't stand a, you know, stand up to it all. The, like I talked about in my opening remarks, to go in and rent five movies, one for each of us, probably would have been 20 bucks, which is more than what Netflix yeah. would cost for one month. It may have even been yeah. more. And if you tack on the fact that we have late fees on there and everyone's going to want overpriced Twizzlers and Cokes and all that stuff, mm-hmm. I'm probably going to get out of there at $40, which would pay for three months of Netflix, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. So it's hard for me to argue that side of it. So I have to go back to the experience. And to me, as a kid, Grace, I have very fond memories of going with my parents. This was before Blockbuster Video was in our town, but we had other video stores. And walking around and doing that exact thing I described to you, going out to eat or maybe mom made a great meal at the house, but it was movie night and we were all going to get to go pick out a movie And maybe we watched a family movie on Friday night and then, you know, I got to get some UFC Mm -hmm. or something like that that I would watch the next day. And then we'd go return them all uh, on Sunday or whatever the case might be. Uh, But the experience of that and just almost like that life at a slightly slower pace. And that's the way it really felt. Right. We all sat down and kind of watched it. There wasn't just bailing on a movie because there's 14,000 more of them at our fingertips. It's the one you rent it. You're going to live through it and you're going to watch it. And a lot of times you might find a hidden gem because of that. Um, And the experience of just we're all in it. You know, we're all doing this. We're all going together. And again, that might have been with family as a young kid. As I grew up, it was with friends. Uh, And even as I went into college, it was as an employee. Um, But there is definitely some nostalgia there. I think a lot of people in my generation will relate to that and probably also have fond memories. And some of them Mm -hmm. may have bad memories, too, of having to fight with a neighbor for the last copy of Armageddon or Jodie Foster's content. (laughs) But my closing remarks would simply be the experience was outstanding. The experience brought several fond memories for myself and I think a lot of our listeners and unfortunately the ease and efficiency and cost effectiveness and everything else of Netflix just can't replace that I rest my case until my second closing argument (laughs) your second closing argument so I only get one and here it goes um okay Netflix is the obvious choice here because of its convenience, as you mentioned, with whether it be the convenience of paying without having to talk to anyone or you don't have to talk to strangers or deal with someone who may have messed up on with their system on the movie and you have to pay a late fee. Um, also with Netflix, it's just limitless you pay for the subscription 
and there's no late fees. You can watch as much as you want with no extra cost. And also the exclusivity of Netflix with all of their originals. I don't think Blockbuster ever did anything like that. Did they have any original content? Who needs original content when you have Steven (laughs) Spielberg? (laughs) Well, the fun part of original content is that all of the money that Netflix is making from this, they can put a lot of that into shows like Stranger Things, which have really great production quality. No doubt. And they're really fun to watch. Yes. So they're just like putting it back into the um the experience for the customer they are creating an absolute media monster with this you know yes. what i mean because they are becoming the the production uh even the um you know everything from content creation to production to directing it they have it all you know with that stuff so yeah you're right mm-hmm. and let's see with blockbuster you know uh, with this corona lately, um, some families have been, like, separated. I know if they just, like, lived far apart, they couldn't really come visit maybe or something like that. With Netflix, if everyone has it, then you can just both watch whatever you want. You could binge a show together and then text and contact about that. Whereas if it was Blockbuster and, let's see, if you if Blockbuster didn't close, then... You know, someone might go get the movie and then the person and the other person is like, oh, yeah, they were out when I went. And so now the other person's stuck with this one and their family member doesn't have it, just doesn't match up. You can, And binging, it seems like binging would be a lot harder with Blockbuster. Oh, yeah. Which is a big part of the culture right now. Definitely. But the Netflix has created that culture. And I don't know it that it's good. It goes back to some stuff we've talked about on other on other episodes of I gotta have it now. I want it now. I have zero patience. I need to see all the replies on my social media. I need to mm-hmm. get the answer to this right now. I need to find this information right now. I need now. the next season of Friends. I need the next season of Friends or Stranger Things or Black Mirror or whatever the case might be. So it's definitely yeah the evolution of it and any any final closing remarks before I close this thing out for good? Um, nope. Just that it's the most cost efficient and convenient and comfortable. All right. So you can go ahead. All right, Grace, in the closing, absolute closing, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, your honor, I'd like to make one final closing statement before you, uh, you rest for your decision. I don't know if that's how real lawyers talk or not, but um, in 1996, in the fall of 1996, I was hired to work at Blockbuster Video, and uh, actually, it was two-day video when I was hired, and Blockbuster Video was in the process of buying them out, and uh, and they everything was changing from the colors in the store to the signs to the uh, you know boxes that the cassettes were in and all that stuff. Um, about, uh, at that time I, you know, met several people that I worked with and, uh, enjoyed all of them, but I guess it was probably, and I may be foggy on my years here, Grace, cause it's been, mm-hmm. it's been a hot so minute, many. been a hot minute since then, but, uh, about, I'd guess eight months later, six months later, later, I grew uh, very fond of one of my employees, 
and eventually began dating her. And then we got engaged and we got married and we had babies and you were one of those babies. So in my closing remarks, Grace, without Blockbuster Video, there would be no Grace Hyler. There would be no Gin Divide podcast. There would be so much different in my life uh, and and even the creation of your life would be very different. And with that being said, I feel like Blockbuster Video has to win. Okay. <laughs> All right. Interesting. So that's kind of a cheesy closing argument, but it kind of goes back to the social side of it. Uh, whether we were employees or whatever, I'm that sure there's some. I'm sure there's some amazing story of two customers both reaching for a copy of When Harry Met Sally mm-hmm. and their hands hitting the tape at the same time. It's probably and then like a lifetime movie. Their or eyes, yeah, their eyes <laughs> locking in together and then falling in love and making uh, uh, babies. Uh, probably not quite as awesome as you are, but nonetheless, mm-hmm. uh, love was sparked and a family was born. So I'm sure there's a lot of that. And that, again, goes back to that experience, social side. Uh, true closing arguments would be, I agree with both sides of it here. I'll forever think that blockbuster, the experience was outstanding. Uh, but I completely agree with you in that Netflix, uh, <laughs> Netflix, because the nostalgia. you're young. It's just the nostalgia talking. <laughs> it could be, it could be. And that'll probably be the case in a lot of these cage matches. So I'll yeah. tell you what, we're going to, uh, let our, uh, listeners weigh in a little bit. We'll get a poll, poll out on uh, social media, Facebook and Instagram both uh, mm-hmm. to get some feedback on this episode as well as if you have any thoughts or awesome memories from uh, Blockbuster or whatever your local video store was or why you think Netflix is far superior or anything that uh, joy that that may have brought you. So Let us know it all. Yeah, we're open to both sides. But for now, let's go ahead and go to a few of the comments that we have here. Um, I'm going to start with, I sh- so we put a Gin Divide podcast page post out there, and then I shared it, and we have a few comments here. Uh, one, uh, uh, Crystal Patronella just said she can't wait to hear it. Yes. Thank <laughs> um, you. Amy French Hyler was going the same route. This is your mother, Grace. She mm-hmm. said, well, she owes her life to Blockbuster. Still what do you think? very inconvenient. Very. Doesn't change the fact <laughs> that it's very inconvenient. Do you think? And in today's day and age, more people would choose Netflix. I know, but you wouldn't even be here to argue it right now. Maybe. I don't know. You could also argue that... Uh, she's my soulmate, I mean, and we would have met somehow, and whatever. But yeah, you, um, there were some other comments there on hers. You guys could including have met working at Long John Silver's. From the legend Casey Clifton Keener, who in response to your mother's comment said, Yes, mic drop for Blockbuster. So basically, Casey hmm. says, Mom, just drop yeah. the mic on you. Uh, you, and then you guys are just, other. You guys are just trying to distract from the clear... <laughs> yeah. From the We're clear. pulling heartstrings here. We're doing <laughs> yeah. whatever we can to get the win, Grace. All right. Okay. Uh, and then the last comment was from your aunt, Shelly Rangel, says, I mean, when you went to Blockbuster, you could get candy, popcorn, drinks, and a movie. At extremely outrageous prices. <laughs> you could, well, with Netflix, you could send half the family to, I don't know, 
McDonald's or Pronto's to pick up some food and send the other half to Dollar General to get candy. Yeah, I could see that. Um, again, seems like, you know, not the great if experience you, of standing in line at Blockbuster and possibly getting the flu from uncleaned yeah. VHS cassette tapes. It was the excitement of it. All right, so then I'm going to switch real quick to comments that were directly on the page because we had some really great ones there. One, um, uh, the great Pat Heiler, my mom, your grandma, said, actually, the fact that Amy French worked there created a great work environment for Scott. <laughs> uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Nichols said, loved going to Blockbuster, and not just because you worked there, Scott Heiler, but the hunt the stroll, the reading of the backs of the video, and then DVD cases. What a thrill. Hmm. Okay? And then the last one, Imagine this is a really good one. doing that without having to walk. Yeah. <laughs> Just pressing your thumb on the remote and reading a <laughs> reading Oh, my a gosh. You see what we've done here, though? We've created laziness, uh, lack of patience. Um, no, I mean... You can see my side. I can tell you do. I know that you would like this I, more, Grace. I can tell just from what you said earlier. I can just tell that you're trying to distract the argument from what's better. That's what we do. So, all right. Well, that's so listen, the argument. Listen, did you obviously. have a comment too? Didn't you have someone said something? Yes, on Instagram, Derek, who is on our episode. Our resident movie genius. Yes. He was on our episode of Do the Right Do the Right Thing. And he said, Don't forget to talk about the two hour tapes that would play on a loop. Dot dot dot. Okay. Um uh, that that was a great experience. So when all right, when Two Day Video owned it, they would and right when Blockbuster took over before they gave us the two hour videos on the loop, they would let us watch whatever movies we wanted, as long as they were PG, family appropriate, because you'd have families coming in there with little kids and stuff, right? Mm -hmm. So you couldn't watch like Friday the thirteenth or something inappropriate. So the that I want to tell that before I get to the two hour tape, because I would always try and get Field of Dreams or The Natural. Mm -hmm. In there, which I, as a huge baseball fan and a lover of movies, both those movies were probably in my top five at that point in my life and and, and still way up there for me. So uh, and then, Grace, being the uh, lazy, the non-confrontational part doesn't really matter here, employee, I would often find myself stopping my work, whether that be putting tapes up or checking people out, to watch a pivotal part of the movie. <laughs> and and Field of Dreams is let's say it's two hours long. Well, an hour and fifty one minutes of that are pivotal parts of the movie. You know, <laughs> yes. so I was probably a worthless employee. Oh, Again, going back to why yeah. they closed. Really sounds like that's the yes. main point that yeah. we've discovered here is Early, that you were a terrible employee for yes. Blockbuster. Early in our marriage, uh, and maybe even before that, uh, your mom would harken back on this memory of me. Uh, since I was tall, I could stack a bunch of tapes in my arm at once to go put them back on the shelves. Mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there holding like 50 VHS tapes in one arm running from my knee all the way up to two feet above my head or whatever, uh, trying to balance them to go put them up. But it's getting to the final scene of Field of Dreams. And I'm not uh -huh. sure how familiar you are with that, but I've seen mm -hmm. it a thousand times and it gets me every time. But there's a scene there where uh, Kevin Costner 
has a catch with his ghost dad um, that he never had a good <laughs> relationship with in real life. So it sounds uh, really crazy saying it out loud like that, yes. but in the moment, amazing. I would stop down every time. And she said, I'm standing there staring up at the TV mm-hmm. that's like, you know, 15 feet in the air hanging on a wall or whatever with my mouth hanging open, eyes kind of teared up with 50 VHS tapes stacked up the side of my body ready to return. And I'm watching Kevin Costner have a catch with his dad. Mm-hmm. Ray Kinsella. Well, sorry. think about that from the customer standpoint. Yeah, I can. They... I definitely wasn't helping the customers. No. <laughs> Any facet. Sounds, doesn't it, unless sound they like had it. fees, and then I was just writing them off because, yeah. you know, whatever. But, um, and then the two, so then when Blockbuster came, this was when it got bad. And they, instead of letting us watch Field of Dreams or whatever movie we wanted to watch, that was PG, like I said, yeah. family appropriate, they would send us the tapes to watch. And it would be two hours of this really weird, like, entertainment tonight mixed with music videos and movie trailers and reviews. So it'd be like this real, like, hyperactive person saying, hey, welcome to entertainment tonight. Uh, Tonight, (laughs) we're going to talk to Bruce Willis about his starring role in Armageddon, and then we're going to listen to Tim McGraw and Faith Hill and their hit duet single, I can't remember the name of that song. But mm-hmm. there were so many things like that. And there's still songs to this day that I know every word of them because they were on that. I didn't even like them, but it was literally two hours on a loop. So if you worked eight hours, you listened to that tape four times. Wow. And then when you went back the next day for a six-hour shift, three more times. Mm-hmm. I don't think they do that with the people that work up there in Netflix. You don't think so? They should. Make me a better person. <laughs> It did. It's your love was the was the song I was trying to oh, think of. Okay. All right. So I'll go to my last comment. I think this is a really good one. Kristen Tribe. Uh, Kristen Tally Tribe, I should say. That's one of the other things we didn't mention about social media mm-hmm. is you often get to know people by their full name. So, like, I'm assuming Tally's your middle name. Or, yeah. I'm sorry, maiden name, I should say. Uh, and then I've had instances where I run into someone and I'm like, oh, you're Kristen Tally Tribe, right? And it's like, why would I, you know, no one calls her that, but they just have it on there. All right. I'm beating around the bush too much. Here we go. Her comment is going to Blockbuster was an event. Hmm. You have to just explain. Just for a movie. You have to explain, and this is in quotes, the carry around. You picked up a movie that was a contender for the night and then carried it around while you continued to browse, especially if there were only one or two on the shelf. Mm-hmm. If you found something you liked better, you just put it back. But the carry around guaranteed you'd never leave empty handed. So you walk mm-hmm. in, there's only two copies of contact on the shelf. You would grab one and then you'd walk the rest of the wall. So at contact, mm-hmm. you're only at C it's alphabetical mm-hmm. and you're going to go all the way to Z. And, and if you don't find something better, you get contact. If you do find something better, you put it back. Now, I will say this. They're getting their flu all over every... Yeah, they are. They're getting their corona on everything. Everything's <laughs> got the rona at Blockbuster. But um, I will say this. Kristen is very nice and sane. Uh, if you found something you liked better, you just put it back. She's in the mm-hmm. small minority. As an employee, I can tell you about 3% of people put it back. The other 97% of the people just put it down wherever they happen to be standing. Oh, my god! So if they picked up contact... 
and then they made it all the way around to the S's and say they picked up sleepers or something like that. Mm -hmm. They just put contact down right there. <laughs> and then that leads to the guy that oh gets angry because there's no contact or whatever. Yeah. You know what I mean? Can't um, so thank you, Kristen, answers. for always putting it back, assuming that's what you really did. Mm -hmm. um, thank you for always doing that. Didn't. And thank you to everyone for the comments. I was kind of wondering when we put that yeah. out there. I kind of thought, I don't think we'll get any comments. Thank you. Yeah, that was awesome. Please continue that. And like I said, we will post this. Uh, when we post this episode, we'll ask for feedback as we always do as well as mm -hmm. if you have any other thoughts on blockbuster netflix or the whole streaming versus video store mm -hmm. experiences grace Watch it anywhere on the go i don't know anywhere. that there was a winner today really that's that's <laughs> how you feel that's how i feel that's really how i feel and I'm going to hold on to the nostalgia can, of the experience of the video store. You can watch Netflix store. anywhere you go. I'm going to hold on to it because I feel like in, you know, 25, 30 years when we're thinking back or you're thinking back and you're telling your kids or whatever, uh, hey, well, we used to sit on the couch and push a button over and over for an hour until we finally settled <laughs> on watching The Office again. Again. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but I don't know. Fun, fun stuff. I think we covered it all. I do have a question for you, Grace. How long do you think we've been podcasting? And um, don't look at the clock. Okay. Uh, 40 minutes. 57 minutes, Grace. We're really? just shy of an hour. Wow. Time flies when we're having fun. It does. You're going to be good. I think all these cage matches are going to set you up for a... Uh, career easy in wins a career in the justice system as a lawyer or something like that yeah something like that yeah uh but i enjoyed it that was a lot of fun uh final um shout out to blockbuster may it rest in peace and uh everyone at netflix even though i was arguing against you i'm thankful for all the great content you put out there Mm -hmm. I also mention you can follow us on Facebook. We are at uh, Gen Divide Podcast, also at Gen Divide Podcast on Instagram. On Twitter, it's just at Gen Divide. Maybe we should change yeah. that. I don't know. Maybe. Um, and we haven't really been super active on Twitter, Twitter. But as of right now, it's mostly me manning Facebook and Grace mm -hmm. is uh, handling Instagram. Instagram. Uh, but you can always comment to either one of us on either one of those avenues, and we'll make sure that... We're both aware of everything. We do have our next four episodes lined out, Grace. It's crazy. I know. Have we ever been this prepared for anything in our life? I mean, I feel like we've planned out pretty far. Before this? this? Before, I don't think yeah. we've ever gone this far. I mean, before okay. tonight, we have five episodes. So just quickly, some, th some things that we're going to do. Uh, next week, we're going to have an episode where we do a little crossover. Uh, with Yay. Head Cannon and Loose Cannons, which is Grace's other podcast that she does with her sister, Dylan. Uh, they're doing, they've already done one episode on Friends, the mm -hmm. show, and they'll be doing another one uh, here in the next day or two. And then after that, next week, we will have a uh, kind of crossover where the two podcasts come together and we're going to discuss Friends kind of from a Gen Divide yeah. standpoint. Uh, so a little bit different. But uh, tell us what y'all are doing with Friends on Head Cannon and Loose Cannons. Okay, so the episode that we've released, we were talking about the girls of Friends, Rachel, Monica, and Phoebe. And on Headcanon and Loose Cannons, we discussed like the behaviors, psychology, personalities, whatever you want to call it, of whatever character or characters we're talking about. 
and really try to dissect that and see what we can learn about maybe how they became like this. We do a lot of criticizing on there. We can get a little negative sometimes, but in a funny way, you know? And Except towards Phoebe. I felt like y'all were mean. <laughs> well, I, I don't know. I thought Dylan was kind of... Dylan was being nice. Yeah, she was. You were. Yeah. Ju- it was just you. Well, I was, <laughs> I, I was being mean in the funny way. Yeah. Okay. And then, okay, so our next episode will be the guys of Friends, Chandler, Ross, and Joey, and we'll be doing the same thing. And then we'll all come together a few days after that. So sometime next week, look forward to that. And I think, uh, again, Friends is one of those awesome uh, shows that really, it doesn't span in time, both of our generations, uh, mm-hmm. but nonetheless, it's very much relevant for everyone yep, and still lasted. very much in, yeah. It's lasted. Everyone knows it. Being viewed very much. Um, that n- The following week, we're going to have a special guest. We're not going to announce who that is yet, just because we want to make sure they knew we weren't just kidding when we asked them to be part of this. <laughs> so we'll confirm that, and then we'll announce mm-hmm. that. And then we're going to do our album review with Amy's going to join us, which we're going to, uh, at this point, go ahead yep. and, Grace, why don't announce. you tell them who the, what the two albums are? Okay, so the album that I've chosen, and is it you and mom listening to it, or is just mom going to be I'm going to listen podcast? to both, yeah. It's going to be all three of us. Okay, so the album I've given is The Pains of Growing by Alessia Cara. Um, I really like her. She has like, probably my favorite female voice of this generation. And to go with Don't that... Don't give away too much, Grace. I won't give away too much. <laughs> and then... To match that, Mom gave me She's So Unusual by Cindy Lauper. Yeah. It's going to be a fun one. Uh, I mm-hmm. have listened Perfect. to everything once now you and uh, went through that whole playlist, which the playlist is set up out on Spotify. It's just Gin Divide Current Music. Anyone can go follow mm-hmm. it. Uh, and then we have a second playlist set up that is Gin Divide All Music, and that has every album we've ever done a review for. So if you're on Spotify, go subscribe to those, listen to those albums with us, and feel free to chime in with any thoughts you have. That'll yep. probably be during the first week of July. So we're going to go from mm-hmm. two weeks from now uh, we'll try and get that podcast. And then sometime after that, shortly after that, we're going to have our movie genius, Derek, back on Yay. with us. And this time we're going to be reviewing the movie Rad. Rad. Super rad. Super and so rad. if you uh, have an opportunity to go to your local video store and rent that and experience that movie <laughs> as, as a family, maybe pick up some popcorn and Butterfingers, whatever, yeah. uh, go ahead and do that. Uh, or... You might be able to find it on Netflix, Amazon Prime, or some other streaming Mm -hmm. service. So regardless, we've got a lot of fun stuff coming up. So uh, make sure you continue to listen, subscribe to wherever you listen to podcasts. Follow us on social media. Leave us reviews wherever you do listen to podcasts. That's always very helpful. Uh, You can also always email us if you have any interesting topics, would like to join us in the future sometime, or whatever the case might be. We're gendividepodcast at gmail.com. But for now, we this is Scott signing off. And this is Grace. Bye.